0: Good evening, folks, and welcome to the Gridiron Crew, an NFL podcast made in Scotland discussing America's game. Week 14 is just around the corner, so it's time for the preview crew. I'm your host, Dan, and joining me tonight are some of the finest crew members and a very special guest. Um, After his team team just doing enough over and over this season, it finally wasn't enough, Kev. I hope your performance this week can get it over the line.
1: Yeah, you and me, well, I, I'm sure you don't mean that, uh, Dan, but I certainly do. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: With the chat about the Vikings changing their quarterback after the bye week, being put to bed, I do wonder, who dobbed in Joshua to the media to cause the rumours, Craig, how are you?
2: <laughs> aye, not bad at all, mate, not bad. It was Christmas jumper day today, so I'm rocking my, my Vikings jumper,
0: Love it.
2: representing, so aye, doing good, bud, doing good.
0: Excellent glad to hear it. Now, this man here, I should give him loads of love, but I'm just insanely jealous right now. So the best <laughs> thing you can make do do is with a nice intro. <laughs> Fresh back from Texas for a tip over for Thanksgiving, it's Paul. Welcome back, Paul.
3: Uh, p- absolute pleasure to be here, guys. Good to see you all again. How was Texas? It was exhausting. Uh, so, there for the Thanksgiving game, a game I barely remember besides the pick six uh, from Bland and Dolly Parton. And uh, but and obviously the frustration of the Seahawks game, but we ended up getting the win. But other than that, it was fantastic. Good, good to see a lot of familiar faces over the years, back in Arlington, uh, just in Central Dallas and that so It was good, Lo- lot of good catching up.
0: Nah, I got the amount the pictures looked amazing. Uh, anybody that's still following uh, Paul on Twitter, uh, we've we'll, we'll dropped his. Uh... His, tweet, uh, his Twitter account into the, the thread tonight,
3: so will get, we'll get a follow always to all pictures for Thanksgiving, there's a few crackers in there, especially
0: with a, a very special way Stetson
3: on his head as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And, and almost kissing Des Bryant, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad thing, to be fair? Uh, well, uh, I, I suppose so, in a way, but it was just the way how the picture came out. It looked as though I'm, I'm going in for the kiss the cheek. Did they drop um, you?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thanks for joining us tonight we're going to be uh, scud's going to join us in a wee while uh, and he'll cover the second game off for us so we'll give him his intro when he gets here because i've had been, I've been an intro written for scud for the last three weeks it's the same one i've kept it for the same last three weeks because i love it and every time he's, not, he's not been
1: here,
0: <laughs> not here. anyway right, guys we're going to start with our usual kickoff question. Now I've shamelessly stole this one, guys. I'm going to, I stole it from the pre, from the review crew. The guys they uh, done this and it's a, it's a great it's a great one. So we're just going to steal it so we can talk about the same same things. But obviously NFL. I'm going through the my cause my cleats uh, section of the season. For uh, those that don't know what that is. basically all the players team up with the, the it's Nike I think usually isn't it and the piece of design their own cleats around that uh, cause it was really kind of means a lot to them, it could be a charity that they support or it could be their own foundation, so they design these cleats, some absolutely cracking designs that you see just to raise awareness for charity, so we're going to do our own version of it tonight, so we've got the crew cleats, crew cause, that's what we're going for tonight, so basically guys, what I want to hear from you guys is a charity or a cause, it's, uh, it means something to you that if you were going to design some cleats for, who would it be? Uh, Craig, start with yourself.
2: Yeah, so the charity I've picked is called Circle. Um, they basically they support families in Scotland, um, basically uh, that face multiple disadvantages, be it through poverty, um, be it through you know physical and mental health, um, various various issues, and. They've recently been doing a big kind of Christmas drive where you can donate um, Christmas bags with, with gifts for disadvantaged kids. So we've we've put a couple of bags together for that to donate. Um, really good cause, especially at this time of year. You don't want to see you know any kids uh, not getting the, the magic of Christmas. So yeah, I think it's a, a brilliant charity. More than happy to um, promote that on the pod. Uh, so yeah, that that would be us. My my charity of choice. Excellent.
0: That's good. It's good to hear it well
3: what were yourself uh for me i uh, am i'm gonna look a little bit different because uh, i'm a big massive dog lover so mine's is the dogs trust uh i've been I actually been supporting the dogs Trust for quite a long time giving donations for maybe the past year or so and yeah and like i said i'm a big massive dog lover and i just hate seeing like just basically like dogs just without a home type of thing. So I know it's not your typical like charity where it's it's like for sickness now, but I'm just a bad animal advocate like for dogs pretty much. So that's who I have went for is the Dogs Trust. I
0: mean, there's no right or wrong answer. It doesn't matter if it's kids, adults, dogs, animals, anything like that, any cause is, is worth yeah. it. And having, uh, having met you and your dog, it was, uh, <laughs> I can see you. are much the dog. I'm
3: American <laughs> uh, right. football as
0: well. It's brilliant, he's got it, he's got it. He's got it. I, I,
3: I should just bought my a Dak Prescott jersey as well. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> no, it can't be that. Kev, I know you've done this on Monday for the, the, the review crew, but feel free to repeat the same one you had to give them an all-shout, or if you've got a second cause,
1: yeah, let us know. Yeah, well, I was actually glad when you said uh, you were doing this again, um, because I, I found it really tough to just pick one charity last time. So... Um, I figured I would, um, I would give a different charity a shout-out this time. Um, and it's funny because I, I was disappointed um, on the last one that nobody picked a children's charity. So I've purposely picked a children's charity this time and then Smudger goes ahead and um, <laughs> and shouts one out right at the start. It's ty- typical. Um, but mine's would be uh, cash for kids. Um, similar to uh, what Smudger said, um, you know, there's a lot of kids that, are really suffering through poverty and, and they do a lot of really good work in, um, in Glasgow in the West for that and um, you know the cost of living crisis that we're all suffering just now is only making that 10 times worse um, you know the, there's, there's stats floating about that there's like one in two children in Glasgow are um, are living in poverty and that's just ridiculous so um, aye, my, my second shout out goes to, to Cash for Kids. Yeah,
0: Cash for Kids have always done great things across, across the all of Scotland. Loads of kind of things through Radio Clyde and forth and all the other ones that they've got that you know they raise loads of money. as a, a great cause, especially this time of year, as both you and, and Craig said. And um, what I'm going to go for is, is a wee bit different, guys. It's it's kind of family connection for me, so won't get into too much detail of what it involves. But there's a, a charity called the Turner Syndrome Support Society who help uh, women uh, and kid, uh, women and girls across basically across the world, but there's a charity in each country. Um, basically, there's a chromosome abnormality that they've got. And they're always just trying to raise awareness because there's loads of women, and it's only it only affects females. And there's loads of women and girls out there that don't know they've got this, and some of the conditions that they, they that could cause are life threatening or potentially life changing. So they go through their whole life not knowing that this is what effectively is going on with them because the awareness out there isn't great. So uh, something that my aunt has, and she, she wasn't diagnosed until she was in her thirties, which is just crazy to not diagnose something you've had from birth until you're in your thirties. So. Uh, that's, a, that's a charity I'll, I'll be supporting as well so so guys some great causes I, across tonight and, and Monday it's, we've named quite a lot of a good charities and uh, of kids, adults, animals, everything that need the support and Brian was the, the lifeboats as well so what we're going to do folks is we've got a, a AI magic tomorrow, I am going to try and magic up cleats everybody's <laughs> name charity and we'll get a wee thread out on, on the Twitter tomorrow on the Instagram maybe with all these uh, an individual post for everybody's uh, charity with we'll hopefully a uh, complete that looks decent. So that's that's my job tomorrow when I'm supposed to be working. <laughs> <laughs> so guys thanks for all that and uh, I think it's, it's it's a great time of year especially to do this. It was it was great it was a great shout Monday night and when I, when I heard the guys talking about it I thought yeah we can we continue that this week so Something to look forward. Looking forward to something that the crew are going to get involved in is some sort of charity, and then going to some support charities. So watch this space, as I'll say. Hey guys, let's let's take it from a more serious tone to to the the nonsense that we normally talk. (laughs) We're going to start with the games, guys. So this week we're going to flip it over a wee bit. Paul uh, is kindly giving his time tonight. He has he's he's a he's a busy man. He has his UK Cowboys uh, podcast tonight as well. So he's come on here. We're going to that's why we're on a wee bit earlier tonight. So what we're do is we're going to flap it over and we're actually going to start with game of the week this week, which obviously is, a, is why Paul and Kev are both here tonight. Kev, this is unusual for you to be on a Thursday night, so thanks for joining us.
1: So That's a we've
0: got, we've got one of the biggest rivalries in the NFL, the Cowboys currently lead the head-to-head 73-56. However, the Eagles will be looking to sweep the Cowboys for the first time since 2011. Paul, we'll kick off with yourself from a Cowboys point of view. How's this one going to play out?
3: If Dallas plays the way they have been in the past five games, then I can see Dallas win the game. Um, it really just depends on how the, the mentality going towards this game. Really, like they've got the 10 days off because they've played back-to-back Thursday night football games, so they've had more time to recover. And and Kev, you can correct me on this. I believe the Eagles have got some injury concerns uh, with some players at the moment. Um, so I think that could play a massive factor going into this game so if that's kind of going based on that then I would expect Dallas to win but nothing is ever guaranteed especially when it comes to one of these big games where it comes to Cowboys and Eagles because as we've seen it in previous years anything can happen Yeah, yeah definitely can I mean, and obviously
0: there's, there's so many Cowboys players that have stood out this year Paul Obviously, you've watched us up close. Eh, we there last week. Who? Obviously, we've got the, we've got the usual ones that kind of we, we, we can pick on. That Prescott, CD Lamb. We've yeah. spoken a lot about in this podcast about Daron Bland. But what player from the Cowboys, especially on offense this year, has, has kind of surprised you, or kind of maybe came out and you thought actually I wasn't expecting that
3: from you this season? To be perfectly honest, um, I was really surprised with Brandon Cooks. Like, and reason I'm saying that is there was the high expectation of him being. A 1,000-yard wide receiver, being very consistent for multiple teams from with the Patriots to Saints to the Texans, etc. Um, He didn't really have the best of start. And all of a sudden, we managed to find him utilised under this West Coast, Texas Coast offence. And he's just been gun-ho in the past three or four games. So that, to me, has been the biggest surprise, that the fact that it took us so long to find him where he should be and in, in the correct play calls. So yeah. I think that's something to really take in consideration, especially if you're scouting for the Cowboys from the Eagles' perspective. That's one thing you need to consider for is Brandon Cooks.
0: Yeah, I, I think it was. I thought it was last week or before. I, I kind of pointed out that he just seemed to like. I, I, I kind of gave him a disservice by saying he appeared out of nowhere, but he really did because it'd been there and he'd made the catch here and there. But for some reason, like you said, something just clicked you yep. him and Dak or whatever, and he just suddenly started making these big catches. He's getting more of the ball. And obviously, building up chemistry by quarterback and wide receiver takes a bad time. It's not something you're going to get instantly, but it's went from basically nothing to everything, which is great for of view, I'm not going
3: to lie. <laughs> uh, I, I, absolutely. And if there's one thing about the, uh, going under Mike McCarthy, under his full season being the offensive coordinator as well, it's like we knew going into the season it was going to be a matter of time for the players to really like, really click, to really get on board because it's a completely different offensive system to what Kellen Moore was trying to produce. Like, um, but yeah, it's, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far, especially in these past five weeks offensively, we're, we're putting more points on the board. We're one of the highest scoring offenses on, on the NFL right now. Um, there is still some wee issues with wide receiver, tight ends in general, dropping passes Stuff like that, that's the only thing I could really nail down. And obviously, I still have my minor concerns for a run game. Do we think Tony Pollard is the guy to do it? If me personally, I would put more Rico Dildo in there as your power back to really stamp Like if you're running, try to run it down the middle.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that was good. I I was going to look at the stats, and that was going to be my next point. So we'll we'll run through quickly. So, stats this season Cowboys number one rank for points per game, number five for uh, yards per game. Number three for points per play. I mean, third down conversion, number two in the league. Number one for pass completion in the league. So I mentioned about drops here. We're still 70, 70% pass completion, number one in the league. Passing yards per game, third in the league. Do you know what I mean? So the offensive stats are starting to look very impressive. Um, and the, the, like you said, the running game's not great Well, Ninth in the league in rushes per game. 20 yards per rush and 16th. Uh, sorry, 11th for uh, TVs and Russian yards. So, somebody that I did mention again, you're stealing my thunder here, you Paul. You've been listening to me. Uh, hey, Rico Doudle, yeah, I, I have been impressed with him the last couple weeks. But he's been getting more touches. Tell me, tell me about more about. Him.
3: Yeah, so Rico like So I didn't expect Rico Doudo to be in the roster. If I'm being perfectly honest, until I spoke to um 103.5, the fans, uh, Brian Broadus, we had him on the show for the UK Cowboys, and he was kind of explaining to us, "No, listen." Watching him in training camp, he is going to be at the running back number two because I was quite surprised. I would have thought it would have been like your Ronald Jones who we brought in from Tampa Bay uh, and obviously with the uh, signing, drafting this um, Fawn. But obviously this Fawn is still in developmental mode, really, let's be honest. Like, because obviously he needs to build up his more physical character to really sustain being in, in the pros. Um, it's not college football anymore. So I think with Doudo, he has... He is a massive, massive running back when you really do see him. Um, but yeah, I, I really think that type of dynamic because he is bringing what Zeke did bring was the physicality, and and a lot of people are tend to say, do we, do we regret letting Zeke go? I would say yes because we are. Lacking that physicality when it comes to rushing the ball, like Tony Parla is definitely more that elusive type of style running back. likes to run to the outside quite a lot and catch the screen passes and just really make lane backers and corners miss quite a lot. Whereas, like I said, Doudo he's not afraid to take on a tackles and just keep his foot moving. So I've been very impressed by Doudo so far and I hope it continues. Yeah, I
0: agree with you in terms of I, think I don't necessarily think we're going to regret letting Elliot go as a player himself, mm. but the style of player, I think, yes, definitely. Absolutely. And obviously yep. the coaches have had a of confidence in Dowdle, which is why when it came to, if there was a few players in free agency that we could have picked up that were that power running back, that were sitting there, that we could have went and got him we got him a one-year deal running back talent expensive this season. So we could have picked somebody up to, play, to be that power back if we wanted to. But it looks like those kind of starting to show why the coaches had the faith in him.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's one thing that a, a broadest, a Brian broadest, always says is always trust the process. Like the Cowboys staff know what they're doing. They obviously see like design plays, especially for this West Coast offense, to really bring out the best out of these players. So it's all about how we utilize certain players, depending on whatever uh, uh, formation that we're in, et cetera, et cetera. If it's like single back or You've got the uh, half-back, like half-slanted more to the like, to the centre to the quarterback. Yeah. All those different scenarios, different reads, all plays a big, massive f- factor, especially how the O-line uh, are centre or blocks as well.
0: Yeah, you know yeah. I would impress him. But nobody else. not the ball, uh, Craig, when you come yourself for this one, we can. Uh, yeah. obviously, I, I've given Deron Bland as much love as he could possibly get on this podcast, <laughs> especially <laughs> the last couple of weeks anyway. But from the Cowboys' defensive point of view, what kind what of uh, you like this season from them?
2: Well, you've got to look at like their standout sack leader Mika Parsons as well. 1 and a half sacks. Um, he's been absolutely you know tremendous for, for the Cowboys. Um obviously you've you've talked about we've talked about Bland before about the, the records he's broken. He's been absolutely fantastic as well, not just on these his interceptions, but you know the the number of pick sixes he's managed, the points he's managed to pick up for the Cowboys. Um, so yeah, defensively, this is going to be a, a massive, massive matchup against the Eagles. Huge, um, huge task for them. Um, interesting, uh, just preparation-wise. Um, I, I was reading about Mike McCarthy. They realised he had an emergency appendicectomy on Wednesday, <laughs> um, well,
0: do
1: which
2: was a bit back. of a standout. And um, he's expected to come back as well. Aye, he's expected to come back. So yeah, whether he's been relaying, instru- you know, defensive instructions to these guys. Um, well, he's well, he's been in his sick bed, but yeah, it looks like he'll be he'll be he'll be back and he'll be um, yeah on, on the sideline as well. Um, but certainly, yeah, pa- Parsons is, is the other standout um, apart from from Bland, as you'd mentioned, Dan. Um, also, then, the, the tackle leaders as well, guys like Damone Clark, um, also also been performing really well for for the Cowboys. Um, just, I was going to jump into a point just when you were talking on the offensive side of the ball, um, Paul. Just about you know you've got. Guys like C.D. Lamb who have been that massive standout, like yardage-wise, head and shoulders above the rest of the team. But you're talking about guys like Cooks who are starting to kind of push that a little bit more. Yeah. I think three, three touchdowns he's had in the past four games. If they can, if they can spread that out, you know, if that can spread that out a little bit more, that's obviously going to be a big advantage because up until now Lamb has been that standout receiver. But it's going to the, the more he's going to be covered, the more opportunity there's going to be for these other guys. So the, the fact that they're finding form at the right time is probably a good thing. And it's going to give it's going to be the Eagles something to really think about as well. You know, how is that going to be distributing the ball? And, and possibly, you know, with with a run game as well, guys like like Dowdowder. His stats maybe don't leap off the page so far in terms of his yards per attempt. But you made a really good point about the type of error he's doing. Like, yeah. In really tough situations where you only need to get a yard or two, where he's got that physicality and he's able to kind of punch the ball and, and get that first down. That these are the kind of the guys that you need in your team. And that's maybe where yeah, he's gonna fill in that void from where Zeke you know, previously had, had done. So so aye. And, interesting to see the next the next few games if that balance shifts a little bit because it has been a bit one-sided. But Pollard is still massively the Russian leader as and Lamb being the, the receiving yards leader. So yeah, see if that balance can uh be redistributed a wee
0: bit. Yeah. Okay, from an Eagles perspective, looking at the Cowboys team, what kind of things stand out for you as like I'm not going to say use the word like fear, but what what sort of things if you're looking at the Cowboys and thinking, we need to watch out for that on either side of the ball, what, what kind of what sort of things are you looking at?
1: Oh no, no, Dan, you can use the word fear. There's definitely fear. Um, um, for me, uh, again, going back to what Paul was saying, um, I don't think it's any you know coincidence that um, you know Cooks has started to roll now that Lamb is playing you know lights out football. I think that when you've got teams focusing so heavily on one weapon, um, then you know it's going to free up guys, and I mean it's not like Cooks is. Is a bad football player. You know, he's not a bad wide receiver. So he maybe just needs that, you know, little bit more, uh, freedom to um uh, to be able to, you know, produce what he's producing now. Uh, from my perspective, looking at it, I think from a um Cowboys point of view, it is going to be the the run game um that's massive. Um, I think you know our, our defense this season hasn't been um, great from a um, a pass protection um, you know type um angle but you know we've we've been one of the top rundies um and obviously you've seen what Fran- San Francisco done to us last week. Um if if the Cowboys can establish their run game, um then then I do have uh, fear for <laughs> for what might happen but um that's for me, you know, the, the the area where we have to focus and make sure that we're um, we're targeting that run and stopping that run. Um, so um, on the def- defensive side of the ball, I mean, Dallas is obviously one of the the top de- defenses in the league, and um, you know, from the the review crew um, earlier in the season after after a really disappointing game against the jets i said that you know my biggest fear is com- coming up against a really good defense um because you know i'd fancy the eagles to to win in a shootout against most teams um but if-, if we're up against a really top d that stops our uh, our offense going um then you know then that's when that's when i worry so um again i think for us We've got to try and establish our run um against the Dallas D because again the, the, the two games that, that that we've um really struggled. In fact, some some of the games that we've won but struggled, um, it's really been a run game that we've that we've no managed to get going. Um, you know, even when we've not played well, there's always been um, you know, good uh, good splash plays with Hurts throwing it downfield to to AJ um, or Smith, um, that's, you know, it's maybe not always been, you know, as, as fluent as we'd like, um, but, you know, we've always managed to come up with those big plays, but where we have struggled, it's been when we just don't seem to be able to get the run established. So, I mean, again, we, we need to try and um, target the the Dallas defence with a run, try and get that going and, um, and then we should be all right. Great. Yeah. Flip over you, Kev, now to talk about your own team. <laughs> so, right, let, let's be positive. So, we've
0: well, had lots of positivity for Paul about the Cowboys. and let's, mm. let's flip over. So, give us your positivity about the Eagles. So, how, how are the Eagles going to, what are the Eagles going to have to do to win this game then? I think uh, a lot, uh, a lot, uh, I right, think. Well, no, sorry, Paul, well, oh, for Kev, sorry.
1: You can come back in and, and respond, Paul, once I've, once I've had my say. Um, the, <laughs> um, for me, I mean, you know, I did. I did feel like I was being a bit negative and a bit doom and gloom when I was looking forward to this game because of the the result we've just had. Um, but I think, um, you know, looking back at the uh, the Jets game earlier in the season, I was I was pretty negative after that because they they done a bit of a number on us. Um, and the positive from the positive side, you know, we came back from that. And we've went in uh, a really tough run of games. Um, um, and picked up wins and um, for the most part, obviously, with the exception of the last week. So, this team that we've got, I think uh, our strengths are um, you know, they're they're really tough. They're really, they are positive. They've got a, a really strong mentality. Uh, they fight for each other. They, you know, they find a way to win. Um, that's, you know, definitely going to be needed in this game because we're coming up against a, a top, top team in the Cowboys. But the same could have been said when we, uh, when we went into play against the, the Bills. The same could be said against uh, playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. And even, uh, you know, I joked about it after the, the Jets beat us. Um, that don't worry, we'll be fine. We're only playing the Dolphins next. Um, you know, and, and obviously the, Dolph- the Dolphins have been flying this season as well. Um, but I genuinely meant that because the, the Dolphins, you know, aren't quite the same you know, tough outfit that the, the Cowboys are. Um so this one's definitely going to be tougher. Um and yeah. I think like like I just said, um talking about what Paul had been saying, um for us the key the key um things are going to be first of all stopping the the Dallas run game. Um you know San Francisco took us to 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 bits. They took us apart because um, you know, they're so strong across the board, they've got such a strong run game and you know they've got great pass catchers, they've also got an outstanding tight end, um, and we just couldn't, you know, we, we just couldn't find a way to stop all that. I think um, you know, like I said, if we if we manage to stop the run, um um, you know, our our, our pass defence hasn't been great, but if we're if if you're not running all over us, then you know, then we could in with a shout. Um, but if you guys get your run established, um, then then you know we'll be in a bit of trouble. Um, so I think for we'll us, that's is. what we've got to do. Um, and then similarly, we've got to... Yeah, Can I just
0: jump in for two seconds, sorry. We're going to go on to individual players, but Paul, we've we'll got to get Paul for about two
3: minutes before he's to go. so... Oh no, we'll just... five, five minutes, that'll be good, five minutes. Right.
0: Well, we'll just give you... We'll jump back to a second, Kev, just like Paul. So Paul, yeah. us from a Cowboys point of view, what are you looking at with the Eagles this week?
3: So there's two two key matchups I'm looking at is Blankenship versus our tight ends and like the Jake and stuff like that in the middle of the field. I think Blankenship has been like regardless of what you were saying, there, Kev that there's been woes in your defensive backs this year. I think Blankenship has held that by far significantly fantastically. Like he like he was yeah. the guy that he won you that game uh, back was it week week twelve or, or I can't, I can't remember when, when we played Jews last time. Pretty much and obviously Hassan Riddick versus Terrence Steele. I think that is the most key, important key matchup because Riddick has always been lacy, laces out, playing really well against the Cowboys for the past couple of years now. So I think that's always going to be, like, whoever wins those key battles is going to really dictate that in terms of how it's going to affect other players and in, in their morale. Like, if that gets sad, then all the players are going to get down, etc., etc. But for the Eagles' defensive line—they're just fully started. Like, should, the should—the defensive line should be named the Georgia Bulldogs. To be fair, let's be honest. Like, because you've got Dean, you've got Jalen Carter, you've got Nolan Smith there. Like, all guys are like top ten picks. Uh, well, obviously, like with like the uh, um, like Kobe Dean, like he dropped down because of the injury type of thing or whatever it was, but still a top player. Um, so, I think that's something that needs to really like with the time he's had is to really evaluate and find three gaps and creases there, how to expose that. So um it's going to be a big ask for the Dallas offensive line, even though they have performed pretty well in the pass, uh, pass protection, but it's the run game. There has been times where, especially in the middle, where, like, a so Biadish, either or if it's Tyler Smith or Syke Martin, there has been collapsed gaps, especially for the A gaps and stuff like that, and that's where we're kind of struggling a little bit. But if it's the outside run, this is where Blankenship can really come down and actually make those big impact plays. So it's 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 going to be a really interesting game. And honestly, I really don't know how this is going to play out. But obviously, I'm, I'm hoping we do win, but it, I think it's just going to be a very... I think this is, this is going to be the game of the season. I really do. Right. Right,
0: Paul, just on that, you'll get to sit on the fence. Give us a prediction before you go.
3: Okay, um, prediction... Uh, I'm going to say Cowboys 35, Eros 31. Ooh, it's, 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 it's going to be a tooth and
0: nail all the way to the end. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I've got my prediction at the end, Paul. But that's probably pretty much how much. I think all of us are going to go in that route. But Paul, thanks again for your time tonight. Uh, much appreciated I've, I've... having you on. Always good. I'm often the Cowboys it gives me back up there again if <laughs> I'm not outnumbered uh, so I appreciate your time tonight Paul I hope everything goes well with the podcast folks uh, I am P. Stu on uh, Twitter we'll get you the shout out to you uh, Paul on the UK Cowboys podcast and go, and, go and enjoy oh, yourself you, can, you don't have to talk about too much about the Eagles on that podcast
3: <laughs> oh, right. well, that's, I suppose that's what I'm going to be doing next. I'm breaking down everything. So, <laughs> But anyway, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure and I uh, hope to do it again soon. Well, nice very Thanks much. Thanks, guys.
0: Thanks, Yeah, Kev, I just to get it before Paul went away. Hey, Kev, continue. Okay. Sorry, where were you at? Sorry, before I interrupted you.
1: Um... Yeah, no, I I think I think I was just kind of repeating myself anyway. To be honest, Dan, I I, I just I can't um you know I I can't say how much um I uh, I feel like it's going to be decided on the run games for both sides enough. Um, I really do think that that's going to be the key to this game. Um, you know we we've got to get a run going. Um, and then we've got to try and stop you guys doing the same. Um, mm. you know, other than that, you know, I've not seen the latest injury reports. Uh, I've got a hope that we're that we're all um, you know fit and healthy. Uh, I don't know if Goddard's um, trending towards coming back this week, but that could be massive for us as well because um, you know we, we've really lacked um, that you kind know, of safety net—a yeah, big tight end to um, to make short gains down the middle of the field. Um, I'm just pulling the injury report right
0: now. Well, um, it's a, you know, week week so... Week fourteen of season for some reason. Um, i just I was pulled up the injury report, but it took me back to last season for some reason. I don't, I don't know why. Hey right, where are we at?
2: The, the other thing, um just you you mentioned Kevin and, and sort of Paul about the, the previous game. Like if if the Eagles can kind of focus as much as they can on that previous matchup against the, the, the Cowboys, like they're capable of wins against that team. Try and put the, the, the game yeah. from last week against the 49ers to the back of your mind. Like mentally, if they can push past that, because this this is a team that's been used to winning this season um, and they had a really tough, tough outing last week. So that's going to be the biggest challenge. How how will they bounce back against us? Because they've, they've got a few interesting games. You know, the, the last three of the season, like Giants, Arizona, Giants, is probably a bit more favourable for them, but this be tough stretch. I mean, at, at the Seahawks as well, who can be a wee bit hot and cold. Um, this this is certainly you know, the the toughest of the remaining regular season games that they've got. Yeah, yeah. Just I, th- I think
0: that... Sorry, Kev, Dallas Sorry I was, was, was a just going to say. Sorry. There you go. I was I was just going to say. Dal- uh, I,
1: going to say I, I don't think that um, you know the the schedule that we've had um, you know should go on on. Um, unremarked as well like the the game we just got beat up against the 49ers comes off the back of you know um a really really tough schedule and um you know it's it's inevitable that that's going to catch up with you at some point the Niners came off a bye week we've come off you know really really tough games against the Bills and the Chiefs um and you know I think that another big factor in this match is going to be how we've recovered for that physically um, and again, as I, as I said, you know who's all fit and who's who's all um, you know uh, feeling feeling strong and um, and capable. But um, you know, I get this. This is that that's another concern uh, as well as the fact that this is just off the back of another yeah another really really tough game. So um, yeah. yeah, we we definitely can beat teams at this level. We've proved it, you know, by beating Dallas earlier. Albeit at home and and also beating the teams that I've just mentioned, um, but you know, beating them all one after the other after the other, um, you know that that's a, that's another matter entirely. So this this could be um, you know another another you know big game too far.
0: Yeah, fatigue
2: definitely. That that overtime win against Buffalo, I think, really showed against the Forty ers So. Yeah. That's definitely playing a factor here as well. It's it's getting to this really tough part of the season. They've you know they've had the bye as well, so they've not even got the luxury of a bye to maybe look forward to in the next week or so to try and you know push towards the, the playoffs. So it is going to be really tough, no doubt about it. It's it's a punishing schedule. Yeah,
0: uh, as in looking at it, you've got as well. Think people, like, I know I know he's lost to the giant uh, the Jets earlier in the season, but at the time that was a bit of an anomaly. It was a bit of a strange one. Um, but now, the the manner of the way they fought in was one last week, maybe has people like the Cowboys and teams maybe that are now looking towards the playoffs thinking, this Eagles team can be beat. Do you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's not, it doesn't just have to be, when the, the Jets, I think, when they, when they beat the Eagles, they just hung in the game. They just, I remember watching, they just kept themselves in the game, kept, and then they struck and that's kind of how it worked. Whereas last week was a completely different ball game where yeah. the Eagles weren't really in the game at all, so... It does show teams, and I do say, Kevin, probably a lot is probably a bit of fatigue and tired of stuff coming off those games. But when you get to playoff football, you're playing week after week and you could have a tough game one week and then the next week you're up against another tough opponent straight away. So, um, and I have said all along that if the Cowboys have any thoughts of doing anything this season, we need to win this game. And not purely from mm-hmm. a record point of view, because a record's good enough to get us into the playoffs, from a mentality. And and I think the words I used last week was change the narrative. The Cowboys mm-hmm. can't win these big games. We need to win this yeah. weekend purely for that reason. And mainly, like if we can win, the narrative completely changes on what this Cowboys team can do and could do. If we lose, <laughs> it will be the same again. Prescott can't win big games. Cowboys can't win big games. And that narrative will just continue in the negative 30 the postseason. season uh, Smudger, from our from Eagles' point of view, what of yeah. you liked? The, the worry for me season? as
1: well is, you know... There you go. Um, well, I was going to say, uh, Dan, that the, wor- the worry is that, you know, you were talking about there, like the the Jets just, you know, hung in the game, hung in the game and then uh, took their chance. Um, the worry for me is that, that that defeat that we just had against the 49ers was very, very different to, obviously, the previous defeat to the Jets, but also any defeat that we've had in the last couple of seasons, including the Super Bowl, because we've been in... Every single game, um, you know what uh, the you know the ones that we've lost, but also in fact the ones that we've won, we don't very often blow teams away. Um, you know, I, I joke about it um, on the review crew every week. I say we just we just done enough, we just do enough um, because you know no matter who we're playing, uh, whether it is the the Bills um, or the Chiefs um, or or whether it's you know a, a team we're losing records, we. We just seem to do enough. We, we never seem to, to win by, you know, three or four scores. Um, um. So, you know, teams are always in the game against us, really, but we always seem to have, you know, that strength of character and that toughness and, you know, uh, come up with big plays at big moments and, you know, all, the, all those sort of cliches. But for me, the worry is, you know, we haven't had a defeat like that in a couple of years. These players haven't, you know, been... Been blown away um, like that off anybody that I, that I can remember in the last couple of seasons. So for me, the worry is, you know, how that um, that affects us.
0: Hmm. Well, John, I was going to come to you, but uh, we just made wanted predictions. Um... Oh, sorry, sir, a good I'll give you two sentences about the Eagles. Go
2: quickly. <laughs> no, I, I just I think because of the nature of the loss, Kev, Kev summarised it pretty well. Because of the nature of that loss and what teams saw from the 49ers, there, there are a lot of questions. Like have you have have the Eagles been found out a bit? But I do think that there's a lot of, a lot of factors in that game that probably flattered things a little bit on the Niner side and were a bit unfair on the, on, on the Eagles side. So, um, yeah, my prediction for this game, I, th- I think it's, I, I do have to say I do fancy Dallas in this one. Sorry, Kev. Um it's all right. But, yeah, it, it's, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of positives I think the Eagles can take from their uh from the performance of the season so far, but I, I just think that, that yeah, it's a tough one to go to go to Dallas to um, to try and to get a win against a Cowboys team that is really finding really good form at the right point in the season. There's no doubt that yeah, the Eagles are still playoff bound, as we said, um, and they've got a nice a nice kind of run in at least um, against you would you would say lesser lesser opponents. So I think in this one, though it's going to be a little bit too much of a test, especially after that that defeat last week. So yeah, I'm going. Going Cowboys win, probably similar to uh, to what Paul had said. So maybe round about the kind of, th- yeah, 35 to, yeah, 35 Twixen, something like that. Yeah, what's
0: your prediction?
1: Uh, well, don't feel bad, Smudger, because if, uh, <laughs> if I was answering with my head and not my heart, then I'd probably say something <laughs> similar. Uh, the Cowboys are putting up, what, 30-plus points every time they play at home. Um, yeah. And yeah, that that that's that's probably uh, what most people would 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 expect. But I'm not answering with my head. I'm answering with my heart. So so I'm gonna predict um, the Eagles to tough it out, and I'm gonna say nice. we win 27, twenty seven twenty twenty seven twenty one. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm
0: going to talk with my heart and my head. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I think. I think. I think it will be. I think it'll, both teams will hang in there. But I think the fatigue will become a factor. I think come near the end of the game. I think the Cowboys being that bit fresher, and as much as you called it last week with the 49ers, you said the 49 yeah. will with that rest, they're going to come off the bye. They're going to be, and I know we've not had a bye. <laughs> but
2: were they on a bye or was it just they played Thanksgiving was that was they've had a, was a wee bit more time,
0: time. they've had it's an extra day or two but still See, was it was a difference maker sorry as yeah. I said there's the Cowboys this week so that extra yeah. probably days' a rest I think will make a massive difference and I'm going to go I think both teams I think the, the Eagles have got the chance to score points obviously, They obviously didn't do it last week but they've been doing it all season I'm going to go 42-34 for the Cowboys we go high scoring I think, I think the Cowboys yeah Good win, uh, well, anyway, that's a long time ago. Like right, let's flip over, Spudger. You come in, You're going to get the spotlight here. The Ravens, uh, we've got to get Ravens on number two in the AFC, and Rams are sitting right on the bubble at six and six, There's three, three NFC teams going for two spots really in this this playoff race on the three four. So talk us through the the Rams at the Ravens Creek
2: I've been kind of doing a wee bit of digging into this one. I think it's. I, the, the more I look into it, the more, the more intrigued I'm by it. Um, the Rams, we've not talked a lot about the Rams this season, to be fair, so it's good that we're getting a, a wee bit of a chance to maybe focus a little bit more on them. Um, on the positive side of things, they're on a three-game winning streak. Uh, they've, they've had some good wins, and, and they've looked they've looked an entirely different team since they've come off their bye week. Now, they did have a lot of kind of on and off injury issues that they were dealing with as well. Um but Stafford's come back and it is looking he's you know, playing really, really well. I think it was that he had a hand injury that he was struggling with earlier. Was thumb or basically, yeah, a few, a few games yeah, out and he's uh he's he's looked a looked at change players since he's come back in. So that's that's been a massive factor certainly. Um so whether they can continue that in this game against the Ravens not so sure. Um, you know they're, they're, they're sitting beside, uh, sitting second behind the Forty But then you've got Seattle. They're also in six and six. So yeah, can can they do something um, in this next matchup? They've, they've beaten Seattle. They've beaten Arizona. They, they beat Cleveland, which was probably quite novel. They had a, a tough uh, Cleveland defense putting a, putting a good performance against them. Um, the other big positive, uh, their their rookie wide receiver picking and has been absolutely. Fantastic! Uh, he's had such an incredible start. Like he's a rookie year, probably couldn't get much better. To be honest, um, I was looking at his stats. Like he's, he's already had five 100-yard-plus games. He's topped a thousand yards already for the season, uh, and he's broken the the rookie receiving record in, in Rams history. He's been such a uh, just a massive positive for for the Rams, really. And similar to what we we were saying earlier on, if you can get him and guys like Cooper Cup, we, we, we all know how, how fantastic a player Cooper Cup is. He's he's phenomenal. Um, and if if he can stay healthy and you've got guys like Pukunukua who have come in and have also shown the talent that they've got, I've, I, I look around the league at other other teams that have got similar dynamics, um, like, like say JJ and Addison at the Vikes this season, where you've had a, a rookie come in, their top wide receiver's been injured. He's had a chance to shine, and then the top wide receivers coming back, and all of a sudden, y- you really get to see how they could potentially complement each other. So I'm I'm pretty excited to see what you know what the Rams could do from that side of things. Um, you know, we, we all want to see these these top rookies playing well and 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 not getting injured. You know, I was gutted when we saw Tank Dell going down last week. You know, players like that that have just been so good, like him and and Puka, uh, Puka and have both been absolute standouts they really really have um so yeah that's that's certainly the two two guys i'm going to be particularly excited to watch from from the rams side of things um but where it does get uh pretty interesting is these wide receivers the conditions they're going into like i'm looking at the, the possibility of it being pretty wet and pretty windy in baltimore this weekend and there was an interview with Lamar Jackson, and they were talking about the the wet football drills that they've been doing because it's going to be pretty tricky to chuck the ball uh, if you do get difficult conditions like that. So that's where they might have to then start to lean more on maybe running the football, um, or you might see a few mistakes creeping in, you know, tri- tricky catches, fumbles, all these kind of things um, when when the weather starts to get a little bit tough. So yeah, wide receivers they might they might struggle a little bit, but we know that. If you if if you if you're Lamar Jackson and you can't kind of chuck the ball, no problem. You he's yeah. basically a running back. <laughs> you know Yeah,
0: so look at look. You go back to your topic the receivers. I was just looking at the Rams receivers there. So yep. Nakua alone, he's got He gets seventy-seven receptions this season, right? Which yep. and this is the start. I, I start blowing my mind around it. He seventy-seven receptions. He's averaging thirteen point four yards a catch on seventy-seven receptions. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> It's just mental he's uh-huh. that he's going for that. His longest catch is 70 yards. Um, do you know what I mean? But the Rams wide receivers, obviously, there's a couple in there that maybe are pulling the numbers down slightly. But even then, mm-hmm. the Rams wide receivers are averaging 12 yards a catch. Yeah. It's the first every catch. Well, first yeah. plus group every catch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, they're, they're doing well. I mean, obviously, uh, the Cure and he got injured that well, come in and done well as well. He's he, Aye, yeah.
2: Did well. that well, and you mean guys like yeah, Tyler Higby as well. You know, these these, yeah. are all, these are all these guys that have you know, been about. And uh, I, well I
0: couldn't find that well stats there because they've got Massey by his actual proper name. I was looking for <laughs> two two that well, and I couldn't find them. It's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's <safe. laughs> so, Everyone um, just Yeah, you'll
2: see. just got them Peter.
0: Yeah, yeah. and you, what you were saying about uh, the Rams on the ground. Williams is yeah. how these game.
2: He's yeah. Yeah, he's he's been another massive uh, massive standout. Um, similarly, yeah. If if they can get all these pieces healthy all at once, then there's there's every chance. Even on the uh, on the other side of the the, the ball as as well. You've you've got you know future Hall of Famers. Um, Aaron Donalds is. Their, their, their standout defensive player, of course, he is. Um, he's only got six sacks in, in the season, though. To be fair, which maybe for his standards is not as, as many as he would have been hoping for. But um, yeah, that's that, that's somebody that they're going to they're going to try and lead heavily on if they're going to stay in contention in the NFC. If, if they're going to make a push, I mean, this this game against Baltimore is is absolutely massive. There's no doubt about it. Um, and looking at you know, Looking at Baltimore, the the teams that they've beaten so far and the the form that they are starting to find as well. Um, I mean, the the thing about the the thing I was mentioning about Lamar Jackson and running the football. This this is absolutely bonkers, right? So they're they're first in the NFL, the, the Ravens for running the ball for rushing yards, right? Um, for comparison, right? So Lamar has five hundred and seventy four rushing yards. This season so far, right? 574. That's more than guys like Alvin Kamara, Austin Eckler, Devon A. Chain. Okay, some of these guys haven't played every week. I'll, you know, hold my hands up there. But to 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 have that kind of Start regardless, I think it's just utterly ridiculous. That the nearest quarterback to Lamar Jackson is Jalen Hurts with 430 Kev. So and, and he's somebody that we know can can be pretty mobile And his feet as well. But just yeah the amount of rushing yards he's got. And compare that to Gus Bus. Like, Gus Bus has 590. He's, he's only, what, 16 yards short of, <laughs> of Gus Bus. It's just aye, absolutely nuts.
0: So, so, Gus has got 16 yards more on an extra 29 carries.
2: Aye. His <laughs> <He's laughs> yards per carry is way
1: better.
0: I <laughs> just mean, mean uh, Aye. It's crazy. It's just... Kev, you're muted.
1: Aye, I'm saying I think 300 yards of Jalen Hots have been uh, probably shoves though, they know. <laughs> um, what you know? The sort of, of...
2: Is there a yards per shove start? <laughs> Aye, that's good, but just just one <laughs> yard, just every time. Just another yard, there we go. <laughs> 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 um,
0: I've it over to the Ravens and Smudger, which obviously we just spoke about yeah. but in terms of the Ravens, what's, what's working for them this season?
2: Ravens D. Ravens D is is absolutely huge for them. First, first, in sacks, um, in in the NFL, they're they're just. I'm looking at their um their, their stats. So, yeah, first in the league for sacks, forty five sacks. They've got um Madabike leads with ten. Uh, he's been yeah a, a massive standout player for them. So, um, that's that's where they're they're going to cause their arms a lot of problems. I think in Stafford a lot of issues. The the fact that 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 um defense is, is so problematic. Um and if he's not getting the right protection there, um then yeah, could see a lot of scrambling or yeah, potentially getting flattened. So yep, yeah. that, that that's definitely where the, the one side of where the, the Ravens are really are standing out. They've they've lost Andrews, which was a big blow earlier on in the season. Um so you may be expecting guys like See Flowers, even OBJ. Uh the fact OBJ is a good topic actually, just because he's a former Ram actually just um he he might end up having, you know, wee bit wee bit of an incentive. Um he, he's always spoken pretty positively though about his time at the Rams. One won, won a Super Bowl, obviously, uh and he's he's spoken really positively about his his time there. So but even so, you always wanna no, you always want to prove a point, though, as a player, if you're if you're coming up against one of your former teams. Uh, so, yeah, possibly OBJ could be a, a good wee wee sleeper wide receiver to watch in this game. But um, is that likely to come in? And he's yeah, yeah. I think he only saw maybe four targets last week, but I, I think he'll maybe see a little bit more as well, um, targets-wise, from from Lamar, particularly if the the conditions are a wee bit difficult. Um, so, yeah, see what happens there.
0: Yeah, just going back to OBJ. What I was going to say was he done it against the Browns. I know this time the Browns was different, but he doesn't mm-hmm. like a touchdown against a former team. So yeah, he might be one for the anytime touchdown score weekend. Yeah, yeah, no, I've been, the I've been, yeah, I've
1: watched quite a bit of the Ravens. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with them. I'm a, yeah, I'm a massive Lamar Jackson fan. I, 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 um, I, I take him in any fantasy uh, draft that I can, um, and uh, yeah, he's 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 looking like getting back to you know his MVP MVP sorry level best, um, and they have obviously backed him this year. They've they've, they've gotten weapons. Uh, they struggled a bit last year with with, with their options at wide receiver, but um, I think um, yeah. Uh, the way that that team's shaping up, they're definitely um you know serious contenders this season. Excellent. So,
0: right, let's get a yeah, prediction so on this one. There you go. Smile
1: John what's your prediction for
2: this one? I, I cannot see past Baltimore. Um just, just the stats don't lie. The, the the fact that they they are like miles ahead in terms of the the rushing yards, passing yards, sacks in their defence, everything statistically points to the Ravens beating the Rams. Um, but any given Sunday and all that, you just never know. But I, I have to go for a, a Ravens win in this one. Definitely. I would say it's, it's probably, yeah, Ravens by two scores. So it's, that would be my prediction.
1: Okay. I'd like to see a shootout. I've got Cup and Jackson mm-hmm. in my fantasy team. so <laughs> Nice, <laughs> uh, nice. You know. The, the more points they uh, scored, the better in this one. But I, I agree with with Craig. Unfortunately, um, I see it being quite a comfortable victory for the Ravens, um, and I don't see it being that high scoring either. So I'd, I'd say you know somewhere in the region of 24-13. Yeah,
0: I think the, way, the weather could play a big part uh, in this game. If, if it does go, yeah. if it does go wet, then you're probably not going to see a high scoring game. I think yeah. it's enjoy that, but I think the weather will determine this game. I think if it stays dry and it's a, a game where quarterbacks can't I think the Rams will win it easy. If it becomes a, a running fight, obviously we've got Jackson and uh, Edwards there for the Rams the, the Ravens. I think Williams could give the Rams a bit of a, an edge in terms of I mean, I just looked at the stats of mm-hmm. the Ravens thief uh, running these not the worst, I mean, but it's not the best either. They're, they're rushing yards per Opposition yards per rush, twenty second in the league. Rush yards per game, eleventh in the league. They yeah. have limited the amount of TDs that running backs have got, so obviously our goal line defense is doing well. Um, yeah, uh, I'm going. I'm going to go Ravens as well, but I think uh, again, yeah, well, I'm pretty set. Defensive mechanic the, fence here the canny. Uh, <laughs> gonna, uh, if, if it's dry, the Ravens Dan, really easy. Curse it. Yeah. Curse it. <laughs> if it's dry, the Ravens win easy. If it's wet, the Ravens edge it. what I'm going with that one, day
1: Oh wait a minute! I forgot about the rule of the curse So I you're saying if I had if I had backed the Cowboys earlier, then we would have won.
0: Why didn't go with
1: my head? <laughs> i forgot
0: to change the banner again. I keep, every week, too engrossing talk, I forget to change the banner. So we'll be talking about the Ravens and the Rams here with the Cowboys bar at the bottom. Right guys, nah, <laughs> we're going to bring back my favourite part of the podcast, it's the third and top ten, mm. and we're, we're not a lot of time, so we're not going to spend so basically, what I'm going to do is, for folks I haven't listened or watched before, basically I've come up with a topic and basically the top ten answers, you guys have got to guess them. So what I'm going to do guys, I'm going to give you three guesses each, because we're we'll to try and make this as quick as possible, right? What I okay. want is, and this is regular season only, alright, the best win-loss records in the history of the NFL. By percentage, win percentage. So, like, you're like 500, 500. Right. So, the top 10 teams in the NFL by winning percentage in their history.
2: Just right. Okay.
0: So, we'll do so one just each. Just in
2: the history, history of each team, regardless of how long the franchise has been going yeah, so for. On the
0: win percentage. On the win percentage. So, all I'll do is do one each three times. So, Smudgy,
2: you can go. Are we, first. we, we we're counting this season? <laughs> uh, no,
0: sorry, sorry, up nope, go in the
2: end of last nope. season. Sorry. Okay, all right. Up. In that case, all, okay, well, okay, we've got to chuck the Patriots in there if you're not including not including this season. Not that it would make much of a difference because there's such a winning franchise, but you've got to drop them in there. <laughs>
0: Number four. Okay. Kev,
2: four. I thought they would
0: have been higher than that. Um but... uh, 0.559. Mm. Okay. Take hey, on Kev.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. So Dan doesn't get to, it. Um, and I'm assuming, I'm assuming there's a reason he's picked this this question. Um, I would say America's team, the Cowboys. I
0: actually didn't look at. I just picked the topic before I looked at the stats because I knew it'd be an easy and a quick what to do. But yes, the Cowboys. I Are mean, they number one? one. Ah, <laughs> <The number one. laughs>
2: oh, you definitely saw that before. You thought I well picking that. <laughs>
0: Just new uh, Cowboys number one point five seven six. I should say sorry. Okay. The Patriots played nine hundred eighty three games and have won five hundred forty five. Cowboys have played nine hundred eighty one, won five hundred sixty two. Right, so okay. it's back
2: to yourself. I'm gonna go for a Homer pick. Gonna go for the Vikings. Number eight, 551, uh.
0: 976 played five three two one. Hey, 5321.
1: There you go. All right, I'm going to go for the Steelers. Oh, sneaking out number 10. (sighs)
0: Played 1,271 games, won 670. Smudgy, your last guess?
3: Um,
2: I'm between two. Um, and I'm going to go with this one, just one for the longevity and Super Bowls. Uh, it, it pains me to say it, which is why I should probably go for my other guess, which was the Chief, but I'm going to go for the Packers, and I know they're probably going to be in there. That Packers was my three. last guess. Packers are number two in the last with 0.5, uh, six, eight. Played 1435 and 178798. Seven, eight, seven,
0: well yeah. right. oh, you can take my other guess then, uh, Kev. <laughs> mm. uh, let
1: me see. I don't know. Um, is do you know? Is there a minimum amount of games they have to have played? Is there a no, no? This is just in their history because by win percentage. So right, but, but there's but there's no like trick trick teams in here that's no, only no, played no, one no. season. No? <laughs> no,
0: no, it's actually just by the win percentage in their history of being a franchise.
2: Right. If it was last year, he could have picked the commanders. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, um, right, for my last guess, I'll go the Giants. Oh, number Genie. 11. Inside. Oh! oh! Yeah, so, so close. Point five eight, played
0: 1404 and 1724. Right, just Dolphins, maybe? Dolphins, yes. Dolphins, number 7. Right, I, was, okay. I was going to
2: guess Chiefs. Are the Chiefs in there? Chiefs.
0: Five. yeah two, ah, uh, two, three, Who three, else? Hmm.
1: I think. Did you guess the Eagles? Well, we have got yeah. seven so far. Then 20. we've got seven if you count the three Dolphins again. and the
2: Chiefs. Uh, you eight. You get two boys. Parkers, Pats, Chiefs. So far, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Uh,
2: Vikings
0: um, and
2: United, Steelers. Steelers. Steelers, Steelers. Steelers. Right, don't think um, the Jets? Sorry. Jet? I don't think no. the, if it's, the same, it's not the Giants. I don't think it'd be the Jets either. Uh, yeah, who else? I mean,
0: these are probably two of the teams that have probably played some of the most amount of games in the NFL. Actually, one of them I like, think actually might be the best. Uh, 49ers? 49ers. 49ers. Yes, number nine. Okay. And this team, let me just double check. T- this team have played the most games ever. Ever? The Lions? Yep. Nope.
2: Most games?
0: Right. Three seconds, quick, fire a name at me. Colts.
2: Oh, just the old 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 teams.
0: Three, no. two, uh, Three Two One
2: the Eagles?
0: Bears. Ah, of course they Ah <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, of course it is. They've got like the oldest stadium ever. <laughs> Aye, okay. <laughs>
1: uh, I uh, that. Right, Grant
2: Great will be guys, kicking guys. us if we didn't get that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's do let's ah, Bales. Uh, that. was good. I like that one. That was a good uh, That was a good one. I'll come up with another one for next time, man. We just started thinking, oh, we can say to too, but we do go two deep dives at this point of the season bringing all an features. I think the top ten coming back is a good one. those a wee bit of space, but it's quick. Right, guys. It's
2: just in sleep let us rattle through this quickly I'll pick up uh, the running backs and the defenses. Uh Craig, who's your quarterbacks? Weeks. Okay. Um he was he was basically the hot topic on the um on the review crew. So I'm 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 jumping on that bandwagon. I've got to say we but I'm going for Jordan Love. I think he's been brilliant really and, and that that pains me to say it as a Vikes fan because he's pulled Green Bay back into contention in the NFC North as well. Um, but he's yeah he's he stats don't lie. Um, yeah. His his fantasy points have have been he's, yeah he's averaging just under twenty two fantasy points per game um, in his recent games. Um, yeah, he's he's also ranking in the top five QBs. So uh, again, fancy him this week. So yeah, especially he's, against, he's against my he's Giants. my stud,
0: especially, especially against the Giants.
2: Uh, well, aye, exactly against the G. But you know, let's 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 not let's not rule out the G men entirely. Let's let's get gi- let's get some defensive side of the ball. Let's give give some Devito love as well. Come on, aye, that's
0: fine. <laughs> but Jordan loves playing against the defense, though, so not against Tommy Devito. Aye, no. that's true.
2: That's aye. true. Who's your sleeper? Who's my sleeper? Um, Garner Minshew. He was uh, Minshew mania is is a roller coaster. You never know what Minshew you're going to get, but i um, I'm hoping that he can. Building that standout performance they had last week, so I think there's going to be another wee bit of Minshew mania because he's up against the Bengals and they've no good Burrow and I don't think they're going to do particularly much on that side of the ball. So I think there's going to be plenty of opportunity for Minshew to to shine. So yeah, he's he's my my sleeper. If you could call him a sleeper, it's it's, it's tough because I was looking at all these other like backup QBs that we've got, but uh, some of the matchups I was like, I honestly don't know who to pick here. Um, they could be utterly terrible so I've gone for a wee bit of safe bet there <laughs> I hope
0: cool. running backs, I'm going to go this is a tough one, stud I think, I, mean, I always just have to will either pick two people, studs and tie, put them into one in each or pick two people, sleepers and tie, for them into one each so that's, I'm going to go with stud that's, I'm going to go with uh, Madison I, I'm going to go, I'm going to put my faith in Madison this week um, against, against the Raiders I've also got my fantasy team and I need to win this week so I'll be all right so it's through the eyes. He's due a big game, to be fair. Um, well, bye. Sleeper. Uh, tough one. Tough one. I'm going to go. I mentioned him already. He's not really a sleeper, but I'm going to fire him in his, his volumes for the Rams. He's up against that tough Ravens D. Yeah, I'm going to go away. I'm going to go with him as my, as my sleeper. Um
1: okay. yeah, wide receivers. Wide receivers, Do you know, <coughs> when I when I see you guys doing this every week, I, <coughs> I'm always screaming out I like, "Don't go for the obvious one," but I think wide receiver, um, stud, he's 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 gunning for that two thousand yard season. I'm going to go for Tyreek Hill Yep, sleeper choice, but he's and still good. sleeper, uh, my sleeper, think I'm going to go for a bear. um going to go for DJ Moore. I think it's a favourable matchup for him this week, um, and I think
2: he could have a big game. So nice. we'll Tight uh, You'll you'll like this one. Um, I've gone Jake Ferguson. Um, Tight ends. I think he's got a brilliant brilliant matchup in this game. Uh, he, he was brilliant. You know, he was brilliant against Eagles in the last game, so I think he's, yeah, he's good. potentially going to be another standout. So yeah, yeah. and and and. Yeah, Philly against Titans fantasy wise. Yeah, they're scoring at least double digit points in the last five games. So yeah, I th- I think Ferguson he's he's shown what a, a talent he is and he's definitely a favourite target for Dak. So yeah, going for yeah. going for Jake Ferguson. And then we've kinda of talked about my wee bit wee bit already, but yeah, my sleeper tight ends is I likely. Uh just we talked about Andrew's been out for the, the Ravens. He had his first full game without Andrews last week, and he only saw four targets, but I think he's going to see more in this game, particularly if, if he's not going to be throwing as many deep balls because of potentially it's going to be a wee bit dodgy weather wise. So maybe a wee bit of safety valve there. So yeah, I'm going to chuck lightly in there as a sleeper tight end to keep an eye on. I
0: think Jake Ferguson must have the longest streak in crew history for stud or sleeper. <laughs> and he's I mean, never let us down. Picks him every week? I pick him every week in the youth. Yep. I think that's the first time he's been in a stud position, though. He's normally a
1: super.
0: Defenses, I think this is it's not an easy pick, but I think it's one of the easier ones this week. So, uh, mm-hmm. stud defense, I'm going to go with the Steelers. Uh, with the, Patri- the Patriots. I think that's it's an obvious
2: choice. Yeah, yeah, hard <laughs> not to pick <laughs> them, to be
0: honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so Steelers for the stud. Sleeper, um, whether it's a sleeper or not, I'm going to go with the Packers <laughs> against the Giants. Pat, you, you, you could
2: have picked the Steelers or the Pat's defense as your stud defense, because it's probably going to be like a it's going to be like a three-three tie or something. This game, no, it's no. just going to be like no points scored whatsoever.
0: <laughs> uh, I wish you could get points for your punters. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I'm going to go with the the Packers against the the Giants. I know we get bit of Tommy DeVito love, but I just think that the 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 Giants, they're, they're doing okay with him, but I think the Packers' defence should, really, should be able to handle them. Kevin, finishes off with the kickers?
1: Kickers. Stud kicker. I'm going to have to go for a homer pick. going to go for it's Jake Elliott. Um, he's my stud. Um, need, need a big game from him. Um, he's, he's scored some some um, outstanding field goals this year, um, and we're going to need to make him to come up big, I think, in this one, if we're going to get the win. The twenty-seven points that are predicted. Um and then my sleeper my sleeper's gonna be Will Lutz
2: Kev, what can I can I can I chuck something in though for for uh, for sleeper kicker? Yeah the, the the Rams signed Mason Crosby this week to their practice squad and he might get elevated. So I think he's a great <laughs> shout for a sleeper as well, by the way. I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there.
1: That would be a sleeper and a half. Nah, I'm I'm going I'm going well.
0: Looked. Yeah, yeah, it should be. I mean, that's a good matchup. He's got there against the Panthers, so yeah, yeah that's what I'm thinking. I agree on your stud pick as well because all he's going to get is field goals. He's not going to kick any extra points. <laughs> 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 he can score as many two goals as he wants as long as there's not any extra points he's putting on the board as well. So <laughs> 27 points. I mean, hope he kicks nine field goals. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thanks for tonight. Um, it's been a it's been a great show as always. I love the Thursday chat. It's it's great. It's good to have you on the Thursday chat, Kev. Uh, hopefully we can entice you back soon with, with
1: nonsense that we talk. <laughs> oh thanks for having us on, man. It's been good. I've enjoyed it. At least one of the brothers made it. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so my job as always, I know you threatened to leave the Thursday crew this month, but thanks for
2: this, uh, listen, I, I always enjoy the Thursday chats. We like Dece- December's mental, it's mental for everyone, but I will I'll always try to jump on and have a play with you, boys. Always enjoy it,
0: yeah. So, it was always a good laugh on Thursday night, folks. listening watching, thanks for tuning in tonight. Um, again, guys, thanks for the, for doing the right the start of my, my cause, my cleats. We're going to get some stuff on the socials about over the next couple of days. Uh, leave it with me. I'll try and work some magic with the AI generators. Um, thanks everybody for watching, for listening. Uh, remember member catches on all the socials, follow us at the Gridiron Crew on every pretty much everywhere. Anywhere you can find a social media account, we've got one. Uh, and also wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anything like that, catches all there. Uh, if you want to get involved, let us know what you want us to talk about next week. Uh, the guys will be back on Monday with the review crew. Hopefully I get a victory Monday and Kev doesn't. Uh, but thanks for <laughs> joining us tonight, guys, folks.